live from Walpole in Framingham, Massachusetts. This is 1833 Sports. I'm Raymond Bruno. And I'm Connor Dines. And welcome to 1833 Sports, a podcast that Connor and I will be starting as of today. Both of us at the time went to LaSalle University in Newton, Massachusetts. We met through the Fenway Park uh, Welcome Weekend event, and then we ended up having sport management class together as well as English. Right, and uh, so now in terms of our background, so I'm going to start it off, um, and then I'm going to kick it over to Ray. So for me, I attended Wayland High School in Wayland, Massachusetts, which is about a half hour outside of Boston. Um, I played baseball for four years of high school. In my freshman year, I also swam for the high school. Uh, my, junior, uh, my sophomore and junior years, I dove for the high school. Um, so that's what I have on my, under my belt in terms of sports in high school. And I currently am a baseball player for Rivia University uh, in Nashua, New Hampshire, just above the Massachusetts-New Hampshire border, out just beyond Tingsboro. I went to uh, Providence Country Day High School in East Providence, Rhode Island. I played baseball and basketball all four years of high school, and as well as in the summer for uh, the Connie Mack team we have out there. And then I, I go to uh, LaSalle University in Newton, Mass. I am not on the baseball team, unfortunately, but I am part of the uh, game day staff over there. I also fly drones for the women's and men's soccer team, and I also work for the Pawtucket Red Sox. Good stuff. So – Today, this is kind of our introductory podcast, just to give you guys a little rundown of what we're going to do and uh, what we, you know, who we are as and what our background is to kind of give us a little resume when it comes to giving our opinions so that people can kind of understand where we're coming from. Uh, so to kind of kick things off, um, what we want to do with this podcast is just two regular college guys that have a large background of athletics, and we want to give our unfiltered opinion about certain ideas and certain things going on especially in the current events um with this pandemic going on it's part of the reason why we started this podcast is to kind of give us something fun to do and also you know the podcast seems like it's the big thing at this time we have on our hands in this era right now so um we figured that why not we start our own and also put our own spin on it and put our own humor in it um very similar to the way you know we have some inspiration from barstool and barstool branches out and has all of their own podcasts so we're going to try to give our best, fun, unfiltered opinions on everything. Kind of going off what Connor said, you know, it's a perfect time to start a podcast. Even though, though there's not a lot of sports going on, we can kind of throw in current events what's going on in the country right now or what we're trying to do to continue to, as Connor, trying to keep working out for baseball or for me trying to, like, find internships in the remote, via remotely for, for sports as we're in the pandemic. So I'm going to kick it off and just kind of – go on a spin here right now there's a lot uh going on in the world of baseball and that's something that ray and i know pretty well as ray's uh, an intern with the paw Sox, and um obviously i play the sport so i'm gonna kick it off and say that i think that uh the players the mlb this is my opinion obviously this is both based of our our opinions and we're gonna be here to debate them and talk about them i feel that the players are being completely unreasonable when it comes to this I understand both sides of the story the money needs to be made the players need to support their families especially the minor league players that make dirt cheap money every season but I feel that um you know also health is important I feel like there is but I do think there is some unreasonability here 
I agree with that. I think they need to figure out if they're even going to have a season or not in terms of just like how much they would even be left to play. Obviously, kind of what you said about the money, you know, there's no, I believe they already took a pay cut already, but if they take another pay cut, this could be used for the next, uh, was it MLB, MLBPA union that's coming up? Was that next year, the yeah. year after? So yeah. I think that'll set a bad precedent for the players, but you know, kind of going off what you said about the minor league, the Red Sox just cut 22 minor leaguers as of yesterday. And then today they cut, well, I heard in the paper, they cut like 50 employees yeah, who are making less than $50,000. So they really, they really got to figure out what, not just the Red Sox, but MLB in general, what they're going to do, because sooner or later, I think it's going to be like at least every week or so, there's going to be more minor league players cut. I know, uh, what's it, Tori Lovello's kid, was it Nick? just got cut by the Red Sox. I think they're starting off in terms of, like, guys who have been around the minor leagues a while, like, have, have, grind, have, have been grinding it out, but also, like, might not have a future anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's – honestly, at the end of the day, in terms of baseball, I mean, that's what they're going to have to do if they're going to start to cut these guys. They're going to cut the guys that they – you know, they based on their scouting and their forecast, they determine are not going to make it past, you know, the next couple of years um, – I mean, baseball is a tough sport in that no matter how good you might be, um, you know, at the end of the day, you could be one of the best players in the NCAA and they set you in the uh, their organizations in the minor leagues and you can be just, you know, a regular prospect that kind of blends in with everyone else. So um, it's very tough. And I can understand why they're doing that. And I mean, it's very it's super unfortunate in terms of the payroll they have especially for a team like the Boston Red Sox who have been trying to cut payroll they had to move two large pieces in Mookie Betts and David Price but uh you know unfortunately there's some unprecedented events we have on our hands and they're having to cut these guys but at the end of the day you never know a lot of these guys might potentially end up just going back to doing regular day jobs especially after they kind of hit the end of grinding out these years of minor league ball but you know it's taking away from them what they love and their outlet so I understand it, but, you know, it's just super unfortunate. I think it does – I also think that it does not help that, along with coronavirus, they're going to be cutting minor league baseball teams in the next couple of years. I heard Lowell might be cut, but you're also cutting half the draft. So you have guys like, you know, from Babson, Babson College, who are a very solid D3 team. They have usually guys that draft in the later rounds. Now those guys might not even get a chance to play in the pros at all because they're now going to have the draft the only five rounds. Right, exactly. Um, it's tough. I mean, there's definitely guys that are out there, that, like you said, that are solid Division three guys that would go in the late rounds that unfortunately might not be able to go now just because they, uh, you know, this, this draft is cut down. Like I said, it's all understandable, but it's also unprecedented. It's probably unfair to a lot, of, uh, a lot of athletes. And if there's any baseball guys that are listening that are, you know, um, at that point where you're at the division three level or at that level that they're trying to play independently or get drafted in the late rounds. Like we stand with you as two college guys that love the game and understand it. It's really crappy and it's, it's not, it's not fair, but you know, we understand that it needs to be done right now. D three lives matter. D three lives do matter. Can we, can we swear on this or is that not allowed? Uh, I think it's allowed for now. I will have to figure out. Raise, raise our editor and producer. So I think I need to kind of because I'm definitely the more vulgar one between the two of us. So I think I feel like I need to check in with him before I start saying any bad words. I mean, we'll see what happens. We want to get on Apple Podcasts, so let's try to get there first. Right. So we have to uh, probably be a little clean at first. Um, hello. 
I'm driving now. I was getting a car accident because someone pulls out in front of me. I don't know what they're thinking. We're just going to kind of go around them. Anyways, back to baseball. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not not ideal um, what's going on right now in the baseball world. It's funny because baseball is a sport that was unfortunately on kind of a decline the last couple of years. And I'm, I'm kind of fearful that this is going to add to it. Um, you know, I kind of compare it to, a, you know, a place it could be uh, is like the, you know, obviously Ray has a lot of experience with the MLS. Ray is a large MLS fan, um, has the most extensive jersey collection in any sport of any person I've ever seen. So I highly respect that. Um, Thank you. But, you know, it's uh, – I'm kind of scared that the MLB is going to end up like the MLS. You know, definitely a sport that you're still going to have fans coming in the building and still supporting their teams. But um, it's going to just be not a popular sport like the NHL, the NFL, and the NBA um, are on their way to be. You even look at that. what's it, the KBL that's been on ESPN now? Like, even that's – I know it's not – American baseball, that must have an increase in viewership some way because it's only sports on TV that's live, so to speak. Right. I mean, I talked to my – I talked to some people, and, you know, they uh, – I've heard the thoughts that, um, you know, even though it's it's uh, it's KBL and it's like, uh, you know, it's live TV, that they just don't care because it's not, it's not an American sport, you know. So um, – Let's take care. I'm gonna take one moment here. We got a little situation. Seems like we have an accident here on the uh, the road. This is like a live. It's a live broadcast from Framingham, Massachusetts. Yeah, it's a fresh car accident we have over here. So just gonna kind of scoot around that. Anyways, moving on. I don't know how that happened. Um. So back to baseball. Um. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, um. You know, baseball is kind of on the. Uh, the down, hopefully not the downward spiral, but you know, you never know. Um, looking at some data during my, one of my sports classes during the school year. Um, unfortunately baseball was on the decline, but it's kind of interesting too, because you have the generations um, and we're kind of on the tail end of it that the generations that really respected the game and watched the game, you know, for guys that are our age, like Ray and I in our twenties, early twenties, you know, our parents were really, the generation that baseball was the thing um, with, you know, Carlton Fisk and um, Fred Lynn, all those major, I mean, for, I'm going to talk in terms of Boston because that's where we're from, but um, in terms of those guys, um, they were kind of the, the heart and soul. That was the sport. It was America's pastime, but now we're hitting an age where it seems that the NBA is the main focus wherever we look, wherever we go. So I'm wondering now that we start to hit the turn of, an era in term uh, in turn of uh you know an an age group in sport if it's going to kind of ruin baseball and and take baseball away and i wonder if one day the draft will only be two rounds because that's all the only you know amount of guys they have at the division one level i wonder if some d3 and d2 schools will start cutting their baseball programs um which would be really really unfortunate so i'm glad to say that i'm a part of it now um, so, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, that's kind of scary. I also think, like, players – like, in our – well, athletes more in our area, we're in New England, in case you didn't – people don't know that. But baseball's not, like, really popular in New England. Like, you go to, like, California or Florida, they can play year-round. They can train year-round. Probably basketball definitely is popular out here. But, I mean, even, even the athletes produced are not that 
are not well that are not that well known, but you can go out and play basketball either inside or out, but you can't really go like play pick up baseball here and there with your friends. Right. I mean, that was the thing. That's why the Sandlot became a movie is because that was the thing, you know, years and years ago is you go out to a dirt field with your friends of batting a ball and you play. And that's just not the thing anymore, um, which, you know, if it was like, don't get me wrong, I'd love to live in that era, but it's just not, it's not what it is anymore. You know, it's not quote unquote, the, you know, the pastime anymore. I think, I think, Football definitely replaced it, even in like globally, but even but even in our area, probably basketball to an even more extent because like high school basketball is just huge, and even right. regardless of where you are, you have like Lynn, who's just na- like that town is just nasty at basketball this past year, but right, know. it's true. I mean, you how many times do you see someone playing play, pick up football or pick up basketball? I mean, those are the two sports that are dominating the ratings, and um, you know it's okay that we're at the bottom of the food chain, so I think that all of us as baseball players and are, are unique because we're still around and we're still, we still have so much passion for the game. We haven't chosen to play, you know, lacrosse or another sport like that. It's definitely, you know, we're fortunate in the the way that we have so much technology available to us, but I like you're kind of saying demographically, it's hard to like get out there and like, it's hard to, you can't just get two guys to go play one-on-one like you can in basketball. You got to like get maybe at least 10 guys you have kind of form a team maybe no catcher but you know it's definitely hard to get everyone out there and do it right exactly um you know it's uh it's really tough but you know we try to make it work did uh you hear that uh b not b i'm sorry brown cut their track and field program yeah i think i saw um someone posted it on their instagram i think Le- i think leah 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 yeah. did yeah it's, yeah uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, it's it's yeah. kind of shocking to see a D1 school do that, even I yeah, mean, considering the fact that they have – I mean, they, they have loads of money, don't get me wrong, but I'm right. no way, no way I'm supporting the move, but it's, I wonder if, like, they're kind of doing projections in terms of, like, what money they'll be able to bring in. Like, I bet maybe football or basketball could be back, but, you know, right. they, might, they might as well, like, cut what they can and then use that money to, get in, to bring in some form of revenue – Maybe they bring it back, hopefully, but I know the club team now is going to be affected heavily of the guys that, you know, I'll say like, you know, local guys from high school that probably are at Brown or even other, any D1, any other D1 school that plays club, they're there to enjoy and still enjoy it. Now they probably have more competition, which can be good, but they can't really like focus on themselves anymore. Right, exactly. Um yeah, it's tough. I mean, that's, like I said, that's another fear that I have is, like, this COVID is going to have a financial hit. I mean, hopefully not at the D3 level because the D3 level does not rely on strictly the uh, revenue of sports. But, um, you know, that you know so uh, happen i just hope that there's nothing too significant that does end up happening um with all this you know exactly you know like d3 i think i've only seen a mission charge for basketball games not for baseballs or soccer which is kind of surprising right yeah no there's definitely been i mean in all the games that I've played at the D3 level, there might have been, like, one game that charged admission, but it's, like, not – I mean, I know Babson College, I attended a Babson game, and they charged for admission. 
I can um, almost expect that from them. They're they're nasty at anything. And, yeah, their school's fantastic. Even though they're a Division three school, you'd think they're a Division one. They're a gorgeous camp. I mean, they're an expensive school, too. You know, look at it, $75,000 before aid. But yeah, that's exactly. besides that. Um, they, yeah, they have, no. uh, they have a crew Ainge there. Danny Ainge's son plays basketball there. Oh, does he really? I didn't actually know that. Yeah, he played LaSalle this year. It's pretty cool to watch him play. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Huh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I'm wondering if admission prices will have to go up for Babson baseball and Babson um, basketball and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, because for baseball, they, they, they're always in the regional tournament at least every year, I'd say, so the past couple of years for baseball. Oh, yeah. I was actually at a game a um, couple – it was last spring or last – yeah, it must have been last spring. And I was home. Um, I'd just gotten out of, uh, out of school for the year, and I was there, and I ran into Brock Holt. Um, rest in peace, Brock Holt's Red Sox career. I love that man. Um, he is someone that will f- be in Red Sox history forever, um, especially as the Jimmy Fund captain. And that's, uh, to be named the Jimmy Fund captain is a very special role, especially um, especially in the Boston area uh, as – you know, Jimmy Fund has done so much for kids and the cancer um, cancer sector of, you know, the Boston health, um, you know, that stuff. And Dana-Farber, too. My grandfather was a Dana-Farber patient, um, had cancer, and they took great care of him. So, um, credit to him, man. I miss Brock Holt. But anyways, yeah, they definitely charged um, – they charged for admission at Babson and it was really cool to go see them and see how well they did. So hopefully they keep their, uh, their good streaks up. It was pretty cool. I uh, seeing uh, Griffin Holt at a Paw Sox game last year. That's awesome. Griffin Holt is the, probably the next uh, MVP for uh, probably should be in the Red Sox hall of fame at this point. Um, I think, if I were in charge of that. I think he has more clout than Brock does to an extent. Yeah, to be honest, he probably does. Anyway. Hello. Hold on a second. We're lost here. Wait a minute. Hello? Am I still here? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, you're still there. Sorry, I had a little mute there. Um, so, anyways, I have arrived home. So, we will definitely start cranking out more of these podcasts. We want to give our opinion on certain topics. Today was just kind of intro day and just kind of like run our mouths about God knows what. So um, we're going to cut it here, though. So that was the car ride with Connor and Bruno, I guess you want to call it. Uh, the first episode of 1833. So I want to 1833 Sports. 1833 Sports. Uh, I want to thank everyone who is listening. And we will be back this week. We will definitely make another podcast. So I hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy. And we will be back. All right. Take care, take care Connor. You too, Bruno. I'll talk to you, my man. Bye-bye. All right, see you later.